General Bruhaha, and enjoyed the conversation and company so much that they now come along regularly every Wednesday, which is the day when we all get together. Sometimes they can't stand the pace and fall by the wayside, but there's always a fresh supply. With such potent ingredients, it is hardly surprising that Wednesday at the White Heart is seldom dull. Not only have some remarkable stories been told there, but remarkable things have happened there. For example, there was the time when Professor Blank, passing through on his way to Harwell, left behind a briefcase containing... Well, we'd better not go into that, even though we did so at the time. And most interesting it was, too. Any Russian agents will find me in the corner under the dartboard. I come high, but easy terms can be arranged. Now that I finally thought of the idea... It seems astonishing to me that none of my colleagues has ever got round to writing up these stories. Is it a question of being so close to the wood that they can't see the trees? Or is it lack of incentive? No, the last explanation can hardly hold. Several of them are quite as hard up as I am, and have complained with equal bitterness about Drew's no-credit rule. My only fear, as I type these words on my old Remington noiseless, is that John Christopher or George Whitley or John Benyon are already hard at work using up the best material. Such as, for instance, the story of the Fenton Silencer. I don't know when it began. One Wednesday is much like another, and it's hard to tag dates onto them. Besides, people may spend a couple of months lost in the White Hart crowd before you first notice their existence. That had probably happened to Harry Purvis, because when I first became aware of him, he already knew the names of most of the people in our crowd. Which is more than I do these days, now that I come to think of it. But though I don't know when, I know exactly how it all started. Bert Huggins was the catalyst, or to be more accurate, his voice was. Bert's voice would catalyze anything. When he indulges in a confidential whisper... It sounds like a sergeant major drilling an entire regiment. And when he lets himself go, conversation languishes elsewhere, while we all wait for those cute little bones in the inner ear to resume their accustomed places. He had just lost his temper with John Christopher. We all do this at some time or other. And the resulting detonation had disturbed the chess game in progress at the back of the saloon bar. As usual, the two players were surrounded by backseat drivers, and we all looked up with a start as Bert's blast whammed overhead. When the echoes died away, someone said, I wish there was a way of shutting him up. It was then that Harry Purvis replied, There is, you know. Not recognising the voice, I looked round. I saw a small, neatly dressed man in the late thirties. He was smoking one of those carved German pipes that always make me think of cuckoo clocks and the Black Forest. That was the only unconventional thing about him. Otherwise, he might have been a minor treasury official, all dressed up to go to a meeting of the Public Accounts Committee. I beg your pardon, I said. He took no notice, but made some delicate adjustments to his pipe. It was then that I noticed that it wasn't, as I'd thought at first glance, an elaborate piece of wood carving. It was something much more sophisticated, a contraption of metal and plastic, like a small chemical engineering plant. There were even a couple of minute valves. My God, it was a chemical engineering plant. 
I don't goggle any more easily than the next man, but I made no attempt to hide my curiosity. He gave me a superior smile. All for the cause of science. It's an idea of the biophysics lab. They want to find out exactly what there is in tobacco smoke, hence these filters. You know the old argument. Does smoking cause cancer of the tongue? And if so, how? The trouble is that it takes an awful lot of... A distillate to identify some of the obscure byproducts. So we have to do a lot of smoking. Doesn't it spoil the pleasure to have all this plumbing in the way? I don't know. You see, I'm just a volunteer. I don't smoke. Oh, I said. For the moment, that seemed the only reply. Then remembered how the conversation had started. You were saying, I continued with some feeling for there was still a slight tinnitus in my left ear, that there was some way of shutting up Bert.